0: Well, if you would, go ahead and open your Bibles to Malachi chapter 2. We're going to be in Malachi chapter 2, verses 10 through 16. And if you want to use the Pew Bible, that'll be on page 801. So 801 in the Pew Bible, and we're going to be looking at Matthew 2, 10 through 16. And while you're flipping there... Uh, This passage is especially hard for two reasons. One is just some of the the Hebrew here is difficult to translate. And then the other is because of the topic. Malachi in many ways has been chipping away at the people almost like he's a sculptor. And he's chipping away at their sin. He's calling them out on some difficult things. And so um, today we're going to see how Malachi addresses marriage. And this text will not answer all of your questions. I have no doubts it won't. It may even, in fact, bring up more questions in your mind. If I were to try to answer all of your questions, it would take months, perhaps even years, of studying and looking at God's Word. I'm not going to use up all that time today. But... If you have questions after the service, please feel free to reach out to one of the elders. We would love to be able to talk with you more um, about this and about questions you may have. And so I want to give us a refresher. Since it's been a few months since we've been in Malachi, where we're at, where uh, the people Malachi is addressing. And so Judah has been in exile. They've come back to Jerusalem. The temple's been rebuilt. The city's been rebuilt. And so in many ways, there's this this life back to normal. And with that, there's also been some leniency, some laxity in worshiping and following God rightly. And so it's to this matter that Malachi is addressing the people. And in chapters 1 and the first part of 2, he's actually pretty much addressed everything to the priests because they've failed to teach God's word rightly And they've also failed to lead God's people to worship him rightly. And now he shifts his gaze from a specific set of people, the priests, to now addressing all the people of Judah. And we're going to see how he does this. And even just thinking about what he's already addressed, the the unfaithful teaching of God's word and not faithfully leading the people to worship God rightly, it naturally flows into what he's talking about today. And how discord and disunity, dysfunction makes its way into personal relationships. So if you would, look with me at Malachi chapter 2. Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Why then are we faithless to one another? Profaning the covenant of our fathers. Judah has been faithless, and abomination has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the sanctuary of the Lord, which he loves, and has married the daughter of a foreign god. May the Lord cut off from the tents of Jacob any descendant of the man who does this, who brings an offering to the Lord of hosts, and this second thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favor from your hand. But you say, why does he not? Because the Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did he not make them one? So Malachi opens this section in verse 10 and he reminds them, he says, you are of of one God, of one Father. You are one family. Yet dysfunction is wreaking havoc among you in your relationships. And so we see this this general introduction in verse 10 to, to the discord that's going on between the people. And we'll see in just a minute that verses 11 through 12, Malachi tells them, do not break covenant by marrying unbelievers. And then he also says in verses 13 through 16, do not break covenant by divorce. And so I think it's true. Malachi is correcting their understanding of marriage because of their selfishness and their low view of marriage. And John Piper says in his book, "This this momentary marriage, He says, there never has been a generation whose general view of marriage is high enough. The chasm between the biblical vision of marriage and the common human vision is now and always has been gargantuan. There's never been a period in history when the common view of marriage is high enough. It's never measured up to God's view of marriage. And so I hope that today, as we look at Malachi, we get to see God's view of marriage. That it might exalt our view of marriage. And with that, we need to understand what a a covenant is and a contract. Because we see over and over this idea of covenant repeating. So a contract is when, uh, even in business terms, a very simple contract, uh, two people come together or companies come together and say, we'll provide these services for you and you provide